Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. On Make It You Welcome back to Make It Cute, episode two. I'm so happy that you stuck around for a second episode. If this is your first time listening, on Make It Cute, what we do is we take a topic each week and we create a craft cocktail and a signature recipe in honor of that topic. Despite this episode's title, this episode won't be super explicit, but if you are listening and there are others around, be mindful of your audience because we will be talking about some interesting content. So as you saw, the title of this episode is called Wet Ass Podcast, aka WAP. And WAP is what inspired this episode to come to fruition. Like everyone else, that song has been completely on my Spotify and on my TikTok page and on my Instagram. That song is inescapable. It is one of the hottest songs of the summer and one of the number one songs in America. For those of you who may have not heard of WAP, WAP, aka standing for Wet Ass P, is a song by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion um, that has a star-studded music video featuring snakes, tigers, and a lot of other famous people, and has some very iconic verses and flows. WAP, despite popular belief, does not stand for Worship and Praise, or waffles and pancakes. So if that's what you thought it stood for, I'm sorry, but it stands for something else. Um, If you watch the music video without listening to the actual song, you'll notice it says wet and gushy, and you can pretty much figure out what that is alluding to. Um, So without further ado, uh, let's kind of get started into this episode. So this episode, like I said, was inspired by WAP, but what is the subject matter of this episode going to be? The subject matter of this episode is going to be powerful female collaborations. So WAP is definitely one of them that we will be talking about because it has been at top of the charts for the past couple weeks, but we will also be talking about some timeless female collaborations, and who knows, maybe this will lead into a part two of this episode. But for now, grab a glass of wine, grab your headphones, buckle in, and Let's get ready to talk about powerful female collabs, starting with WAP. WAP was released summer of 2020, and the way I kind of want to go through this is I want to talk about the artists themselves and their success, but also the song. So I will be mentioning a couple lyrics from WAP itself. Megan Thee Stallion rose to fame, I would say, probably 2019. She had a lot of hot songs that summer and a lot of cool collabs including Hot Girl Summer with Nicki Minaj. And doing that as such a young artist in the game was pretty iconic and really shook the female rap game. Megan is also one of the few artists who has been able to collab with both Cardi and Nicki, 
as well as Megan is a chart-topping artist with her song Savage that rose to fame in early 2020, as well as the remixed version with none other than Queen Bey, Beyonce. If you like Beyonce, I talk about her in episode one. If you're a new listener, if you listen to the Beyonce episode, I won't go on too much more about her until a little bit later in this episode, and you'll see why. Cardi B, we all know her, whether it's from her coronavirus meme or whether it's from one of her hit singles, including I Like It or Bodak Yellow. I know when I was in college going to the bars, Bodak Yellow was inescapable in the bars. Every person knew every single lyric to that song. And then she released the summer jam, I Like It, on her first album. And that song, just every bar, every club, it was one of the top songs of the summer. And that's saying something because it was also released in the same year as Drake released his new album that included In My Feelings on it, which ended up rising to fame and really claiming the charts that summer. Now that we talked a little bit about the background of each artist, I want to talk about this song because this song has so many fun lyrics, so many play on words, and I kind of want to dissect it just a little bit. So... Without further ado, if you already know the lyrics, you're probably singing it in your head. For me, I've listened to the song enough that I know the lyrics from front to back, back to front, upwards, downwards, sideways. I'm pretty sure that I could rap this song blindfolded and with my ears plugged. So, I just want to hit upon some of my favorite lyrics in this song and why they're my favorite lyrics. Some of these lyrics are a little bit more explicit, so be mindful of your surroundings as you listen to this, and be mindful of the audience that may be consuming this upcoming. Don't say I didn't warn you. (laughs) So one of my favorite lyrics um, from this song is, put this kitty right in your face and swipe your nose like a credit card. When I first heard that lyric, I laughed so incredibly hard because it's so clever wordplay wise you kind of can really understand what she's alluding to and what she is implying for it to happen um whenever she says those lyrics i think that it was just like really kind of smart on cardi's end to include that lyric um especially because of how visually descriptive it is um Another one of my favorite lyrics, I would just say, is probably Megan Thee Stallion's entire first verse. There is the current challenge on TikTok where you see how fast you can rap this. I'm not going to rap it um, because I know my Megan and I don't need to prove it to anyone else. But um, there is a challenge on TikTok. So if you haven't checked that out, you might want to check it out and see if you are one of the people who can rap it extremely fast. But I will say it. Um, it goes, gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Quick jump foul for you, let it get inside of me. <laughs> um, I think, again, this was a really fun kind of lyric. Um, I think it really just shows off her femininity as well as her power and just kind of commands attention, commands the room. And I think those lyrics were extremely funny to listen to. Um, another one that I thought was very funny and I could relate to because I was just recently a college student was pay my tuition just to kiss me on this WAP. Um, I thought that was such a fun lyric because Megan did go to school in Houston, I think. Um, and she kind of got discovered as she was in college 
so she's like around our age so she can relate to the struggle of you know student loans and tuition payments and etc so i thought that was a really fun relatable line that everyone can kind of have something tangible to take home with them and also it's just extremely funny because someone's paying someone else's tuition just to you know get a little slice of that wop um I think another really funny lyric, and this was a really talked about lyric in this song, was I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swang in the back of my throat. Um, she's referring to the uvula, and I feel like I'm being so boring about this, like really dissecting this, but this song is so funny that I just feel like it needs to be like just kind of like it needs a highlight reel of some of the best lyrics, and this is this is the highlight reel. Um because I remember that lyric just was so funny to everyone because it went like viral on Twitter and on TikTok and everyone's like, I think she's talking about the uvula. Um, so then a challenge arose of people going and taking their fingers and touching their uvulas. Um, you know, it's much better than some of the challenges that has have arisen in the past, like the cinnamon challenge or the condom challenge or any other stupid challenge that has been a part of my childhood that some of them I may or may not have attempted <laughs> the cinnamon challenge specifically. Um, nonetheless, I digress. I think that this was a really funny lyric just because it really kind of created a cultural shift. I don't want to say cultural, but it created a shift in the listeners because they're like, Oh, I gotta think about that. What is that little dangly thing in the back of my throat? Um, and then you have people like me over like, that's a uvula. Um, I feel like it takes a little bit of the fun out of it, but you know, it's fine. Um, and then another one of my favorite lyrics is from Megan's second verse is, Your honor, I'm a freak bee, handcuffs, leashes, switch my wig, make him feel like he's cheating. Um, I think that <laughs> I think that lyric is so funny just because, you know, it shows a piece of african-american women culture where wigs and lace fronts and weaves and um box braids they're very common in the black community and it allows black women to change up their hairstyle very frequently um so i really like that lyric that said switch my wig make me make him feel like he's cheating um because it's like in an instant you can kind of transform to a different person using um your hair so then that kind of leads me to like one of my favorite lyrics and I think one of the most iconic lyrics because this is a part of the WAP challenge on TikTok. Um, the WAP challenge is a dance challenge that was created by a TikToker and it kind of took flight and everyone started doing it to this song, most specifically this last portion of the song and to this lyric, uh, they do a split on it and it is macaroni in a pot that's some wop and macaroni in a pot is an allusion to a vine that came out that there was this man's mom and she was stirring macaroni in a pot and um he comes up and he says you know that's what good pee sounds like um that's what good kitty sounds like so and then she like hit him and that became like a whole meme because it became that, oh, whenever you're making mac and cheese, it should sound like, you know, good kitty. But actually, funny thing is that lyric is what inspired the signature recipe of this episode. 
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. The name's Harry Dolowich from New York City, and I'd like you to join me with the help of an incredible cast of actors like Richard Kind, Louis Black, Melanie Linsky, and Bobby Cannavale for the unbelievable true story of how I rose from nothing to something after taking over the one business the mafia was too blind to see, the chocolate syrup business. So come slurp up the first 10 fizzy installments of King of the Egg Cream, wherever you get your podcasts. Which is macaroni in a pot, actually macaroni in a pan. And some of the inspiration for this recipe as well came from one of my favorite um, food creators, um, Frankie Salenza. Um, He made a macaroni in a risotto style. So he used chicken broth and shallots and he cooked it in the chicken broth in the pan. And I was inspired by that because... I realized, one, who wants to make macaroni that you have to boil the pasta, make a roux or a bechamel, and then put it all together and bake it? What about when you're just really craving mac and cheese? You really want something nice and quickly. You only want a dirty one pan. What could it be? So I took a little bit of inspiration from his risotto-style cooking of the macaroni, but I put my own twist on it. And also there's a couple secret ingredients that makes this absolutely delectable. So stick around to hear this. So for this macaroni in a pan or macaroni in a skillet, what I start with is I start by coating the bottom of the skillet with my milk. So we're going to take some milk and we are going to coat the bottom of the skillet with it. A thin layer. Um, I ended up using about a cup and a quarter of a cup of almond milk to coat the bottom of my pan. You will have to adjust the amount of milk to the size of your pan and also adjust the amount of pasta because we want all the pasta to sit on one flat layer so it cooks evenly. And then I ended up using about six ounces of elbows. I added that into the cold pan, cold milk, and then I turned it on to about a medium heat. 
I started cooking it until it starts bubbling and simmering, and then I start stirring really frequently. While the pasta is cooking in that milk, we're going to grate up some cheese. But before I talk about the cheese, let me tell you a little bit about the background, why it's so cool to cook the pasta in the milk rather than boiling it separately and adding it to a roux or to a bechamel um, per se. One of the cool things about it is that whenever you cook pasta, a lot of starch is released. What we get to do by cooking it in the sauce is we get to take advantage of that starch and help it thicken our sauce. So the milk in itself would not make for a good sauce, but the starchy kind of creamy milk that forms after you cook the pasta down in the milk, it forms for this beautiful sauce and it makes a really good base for our cheese sauce. Like we said, we're doing this kind of quickly, so it's a lazy person mac and cheese. It's not meant to be anything super fancy. It's meant to be delicious, and we're doing a couple elements to help create a creamy sauce and a delicious sauce, but we're taking a couple shortcuts, and we're taking advantage of that starchy pasta. So while the pasta is cooking on your pan, I took about 130 grams of cheese, um, and I used Monterey Jack and extra sharp white cheddar. I grated it. And here's another tip. Grate your cheese by hand. Whenever you buy pre-shredded cheese, it's not going to melt the same way because there's usually some type of starch in the bag to keep the cheese from clumping together. What we want is we want the cheese to melt really nicely and evenly. So grating our own cheese really works to our advantage in this case. So what we're going to do is we're going to grate our cheese. I did half and half. So I got a combined total of 130 grams of cheese. You can use as much or as little cheese as you want. That is just my preference. It makes for a nice cheesy sauce. Then once our pasta is kind of cooked down, what I did is I took two tablespoons of butter. I cut it up in cubes and it has to be cold because we want this to help the sauce emulsify. So I took two tablespoons of cold butter cut into little cubes and I started melting it in to the cooked pasta and the milk. Also, if your milk evaporates off or if it cooks off, add more milk. I think I ended up adding another half a cup of milk as I cooked it down um, just to keep it from burning and to keep it from having no liquid in it at all. Then I take secret ingredient number one, about a teaspoon of yellow mustard. I know that sounds so weird, but why do we do this? I like adding a little bit of yellow mustard to this because it gives us the illusion that we're using a more complex cheese, a cheese that has a different sharpness or nuttiness. It really helps make it seem like there's something more complex in there. If you don't want to add yellow mustard, you can always opt for sour cream, just something to add a little bit of tang. Then I add my second secret ingredient. My second secret ingredient is nutmeg. And I add just a sprinkle in. And it's just going to add this warm flavor that's going to complement the cheese so well. You're not going to know it's in there, but you're going to miss it if it's not in there. I highly, highly recommend adding it. And you will never make mac and cheese without it after adding it. Then I take some salt, pepper, and a little bit of garlic powder. Season with your heart. I'm not telling you how salty or how peppery you need your mac and cheese. Like I said, season with your heart. Then we're going to start adding in our cheese. I add in half my cheese with all the seasonings, and I give it a nice stir. 
that's going to start forming the base of our sauce, but we want this to be nice and cheesy. So once that's kind of well incorporated, I turn off the heat and I add in the rest of the cheese and I let the residual heat of the pan and the pasta melt the cheese. And that's it. I add it to a little bowl. You can toast up some breadcrumbs and butter and that would be delicious on top. I opted not to go with breadcrumbs because I truly wanted to keep this a one pan, one skillet mac and cheese, but I added it to a bowl. I topped it with a little bit of chives and that was it. It is absolutely delicious. It is so easy. You only get one pan dirty. What could be better? And you get to honor a little bit of WAP with that recipe. So moving on, I said that we have a couple collabs that we will be talking about over the course of this episode. The next collab we're going to talk about is a little bit of a throwback. It's called Oops. Um, and it's called Oops parentheses Oh My. And it's by Tweet, um, who is an artist who was really popular in the early 2000s, late 90s, um, featuring the iconic rap queen, Missy Elliott. A lot of people, when you think about modern day rap, Missy Elliott isn't exactly the first person that comes to mind, but in her prime, she was absolutely the queen of rap, absolutely iconic. So we're going to go and kind of dissect this song a little bit. Um, This song has like a really fun, funky, futuristic vibe for the time. This song came out so long ago, 2002. I was five years old. But I still remember this song like it was yesterday. I used to bump it whenever I would watch VH1 when I was getting ready for school or something. Um, This song was honestly just iconic. Um, Actually, funny thing is, my producer texted me about this song, and she told me a fun little story about it. I'm not going to share it, but it's cool how music can really impact the way that you think of something or the way that you have a memory of something. Um, there's a collab on here that I'll be talking about later that really has like a significant impact on like one of my memories because I think of just really good times and we'll get to that in a bit. But focusing back in on Oops Oh My by Missy Elliott, the entire song is basically about losing your clothes um, in the chorus. So I will read off the chorus just For those of us who are not as familiar, um, it is such a fun song. I wish I could play a little bit of it, but um, copyright, so we're not going to do that. But it goes, oops, there goes my shirt up over my head. Oh, my. Oops, there goes my skirt dropping down on my feet. Oh, my. Oops, some kind of touching, caressing my legs. Oh, my. Oops, I'm turning red. Who could this be? So it's almost like a little mysterious. It's like, ooh, who's doing this? Someone's taking off my shirt. Someone's dropping my pants. Someone's touching my leg. It's very mysterious. It's very just kind of fun and like sexy. It's just a very fun song. Just kind of like talking about being like completely enamored by a person that you meet at the club. Just really just thinking about them. I think it's just such a fun song. Um, The lyrics in this song are a little bit repetitive, so there's not too much to dissect, but I did want to do an honorable mention of this song. The next song I want to highlight is a little bit more recent of a collab, and it's between two very familiar names. Beyonce, which you should definitely know from my episode last week, 
as well as Nicki Minaj. And I think I kind of highlighted this song last week, but I did not go into detail about any of the songs particular. So I wanted to highlight this song, Flawless, the remix that was released with Nicki Minaj on Beyonce's self-titled album, Beyonce. This song came at a time where collabs were really huge in Beyonce's world. She worked on another collab with Nicki Minaj as well called Feeling Myself for Nicki Minaj's Pink Print album. I battled with which one of these collabs I wanted to highlight, but I think that I liked the lyrics in this song a little bit more. I thought they were a little bit more fun, especially in Nicki's verse, because Nicki actually ends the song, which is really interesting, um, because a lot of times in collabs or in features, the artist whose song it is usually starts and ends the song, um, while there might be you know, the feature of the other artists in the middle. Um, and I thought this was really interesting, the way that this was composed. So one of the most iconic lines from this song is, we escalating up in this B like elevators. Of course, sometimes stuff goes down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. Um, that lyric is just so iconic. And for anyone who knows the backstory behind it, you know why. So during this year, there was the infamous cheating scandal where Beyonce ended up changing some of the lyrics to her 2006 release of Resentment to, instead of I've been riding with you for six years, I've been riding with you for 12 years, which was alluding to a Jay-Z cheating scandal. But what also added extreme fuel to that fire was the iconic elevator fight between Jay-Z and Solange, where you can see Solange kicking and hitting Jay-Z it is iconic if you have not seen the video after this episode look it up on youtube it is quite funny honestly and it is so memorable and it's hard to believe that happened six years ago already i remember it like it was yesterday but what this lyric is alluding to is that fight and she's saying sometimes things go down when you have so much money in this elevator because all of their net worths combined is over a billion dollars. So that was just a really funny lyric um, that really alluded to something that was happening in that time. Um, and it was quite iconic as well. And then, of course, you just kind of have the, I woke up like this, I woke up like this, like kind of like celebrating that you're flawless any time of the day. Just kind of like, I feel like those lyrics are just a little bit powerful in my opinion. Just, it really just like emboldens people to be like, listen, I am awesome. I'm beautiful. I'm bold no matter what, no matter what time of day. I woke up like this and I woke up and I'm flawless. I just remember listening to the song so much as my alarm and just kind of like feeling just ready to take on my day and just ready to take on the world and be myself and just realize no matter what my circumstances is, I woke up and flawless you know um i do want to get a little bit into nikki's verse as well because nikki's verse in here is so fun the wordplay is just very masterful and it's a lot of allusions to things going on outside of the lyrics um example i think nikki's entire verse is just filled with a lot of fun references. Uh, she references Disney. She references what it's like to be on a space station. She references um, being on Instagram and posting new pictures and the obsession with Instagram, especially at that time. There's just so many references in this that 
I could honestly do an entire episode just dissecting this one verse. Um, I don't think anyone wants to hear that right now because we still have another awesome collab to hit. But in light of that, I do want to double back to Cardi B for a second um, because as everyone knows, Nikki and Cardi had a little bit of beef um, or a lot of bit of beef depending upon what stories you read. But I don't want to talk about the beef. I want to talk about Cardi and I also want to transition into my cocktail um, for this topic as well. So the cocktail for this was inspired by Cardi B because whenever I was developing the recipe and the cocktail for this, I had Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and WAP in mind. And I thought about Cardi B and her like origins. And I know that Cardi is Latinx as well as African-American. So I wanted to kind of pull from that. I ended up pulling a little bit more from the Latinx origin with this cocktail. So without further ado, let's get into the cocktail. So I'm calling this a wet ass shot um, or a wet ass shooter because depending upon the type of glass you use, I use a um, double shot glass for this, but we'll kind of get more into that as I talk about this. So the cocktail for this, like I said, was inspired by Cardi B. It has a little bit of a Latin flair to it. Um, it's really sweet. It's really good. And let me tell you how to make it. So what you're going to do is you're going to grab your shaker and you're going to fill it with ice. Then you're going to add one and a half ounces of green apple pucker, which is a green apple liqueur. It doesn't have to be green apple pucker. It can be any type of green apple liqueur. If you're really in a pinch, you can use green apple vodka, but I think the liqueur works really nicely in this. Then you're going to grab one ounce of peach tree or peach schnapps. Um, peach tree is my preferred brand of peach knobs. I think the alcohol volume of it works really well. Um, and it's hard to really replicate a drink if you're not using some of the same alcohols. Uh, you'll notice, for example, if you go to a bar and you get a Tito's soda versus a goose soda, that they're going to taste different because the alcohols are distilled from different things and they're made at different proofs and different levels of quality. So Whenever I do give a cocktail recipe, if you really want to recreate it, I would recommend using the ingredients that I'm using, which I will tell you brand names of what I'm using, and that's just what I happen to have in my home bar. Um, but you are more than welcome to make substitutions as well in a pinch. And then finally, this, this ingredient is non-debatable. You need half an ounce of chamoy. And what chamoy is, chamoy is kind of like this salty, sweet spicy sauce it's really thick um i get it in a 32 ounce bottle so it's a lot and you can find a lot of different uses for it but you're going to need a half ounce of chamoy for this and it's going to add a beautiful color a beautiful thickness and richness to the cocktail and an awesome like kind of subtle salty flavor to it which i think works really nice with all the sweetness going on so you're going to add all of that to your shaker you're going to shake it up and then you're going to strain it into a shot glass, multiple shot glasses, double tall shooter glasses, whatever you have. I use a shooter glass and that works perfectly well for me. And it is this beautiful pink looking, almost syrup-like consistency because of the chamoy. It is absolutely delicious. It is so sweet. 
It has that little bit of salt and spice from the chamoy. Absolutely delicious. And I think that's kind of like what Cardi B is. Like, very kind of like, she can be sweet. She can be sassy. She can be salty. She can be spicy. Like, I think that's kind of like summarizes her personality and sums her up. So that was the inspiration for this cocktail. And it is absolutely delicious. You can have it any time of day, any time of night, just any time at all. So let me know what you think about it. We're going to move back into our final female collab that I want to talk about. And this one features a lot of amazing artists. Um, and that is Lady Marmalade. And that features Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Maya, and Pink. And there's I'm not really going to dissect the lyrics of this too much because it is very much a lot of repetitive gitchy gitchy ya ya da da like it's a lot of repetitiveness but i just wanted to kind of highlight this one and end with this one because this one is iconic i don't think i've ever seen a female collab that has had this many female artists especially in their time this was so many prime female artists christina aguilera was riding the coattails of her first album and her genie in a bottle and her come on over and what a girl wants maya was really still in that rise to fame she had fallen right around that era lil kim was still at the top of the rap game before anyone else kind of came in and there was that competition and then pink is just pink pink is iconic she is awesome and she actually has a little bit of a special place in my heart because one of my friends that i was friends with in high school ended up being a backup dancer for pink and i just you know i have that little association bias of you know i think of pink and i think of my friend um who danced for her and it's just such a cool little thing um but this song just it's absolutely amazing there's some sexy french in it it's talking about the Moulin Rouge, which is a club slash bar um, in Paris. It is in like the Montmartre um, area. It is absolutely really cool. And Moulin in French actually stands for windmill. And then red is rouge. And so it's talking about the red windmill. And it's really cool. And if you're ever in Paris, you should definitely check it out and play Lady Marmalade in the background. Trust me, I did it. The locals will look at you like you have foreheads, but I think it's totally worth it just for the aesthetic and the vibes. But anyways, this song, so absolutely iconic. So many amazing women who were so really peaking in that time. Just, it's a song that really brings back really good memories for me because I was very young when I heard this. And I think music is one of the most powerful ways to unlock memories and I think this song really just kind of encouraged me to one learn a little bit of French and translate and maybe I was a little too young to translate some of these lyrics um, because some of this is talking about do you want to sleep with me tonight and you know whenever I was nine maybe I shouldn't have been translating that but nonetheless this song just brings back a lot of great memories for me I think that all of these artists are just amazing females and I think it's just a very powerful, sexy, I'm a badass woman type song. There's so many other songs that I could have highlighted during this podcast, and I would have loved to highlight all of them. But in the interest of keeping this around 30 minutes, I wanted to highlight just a couple of my favorites that came to mind while really having that focus on WAP, because WAP is 
like I said, it's such an iconic song. Whether you love it or you hate it, you know it exists. And it is one of the top songs around, and it's staying. There's so many things that are coming from it. Every day I will log on to TikTok and I see a new challenge with a different part of the song. I'm like, there's only but so many lyrics, but y'all are making new dances and new challenges. And it's it's crazy how much of an impact this one song has had on Gen Z specifically, who are huge users of TikTok um, during this time. So it's absolutely insane. And I'm just... I'm actually really happy that I got released because I have something to jam to while I'm going, going into my fall in quarantine. So we talked about it a lot today, and I'm so happy that you stuck around to talk about it with me. But with further ado, I'm going to sign off. And until next week's episode, I hope that you keep it cute. We made it cute. We shaked it cute. And we're going to keep it cute as we go on into our weekends And if you make any of these recipes, tag me on Instagram. My main Instagram is Mileski, M-I-L-E-S-K-E-E, or tag me on the podcast Instagram, which is Make It Cute Pod. Make sure that you give it a follow. Make sure that you keep up with us. And don't forget, new episodes come out every Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, I hope that you had a really good time. And until next time, I'm signing off. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Because this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.